Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. I welcome you to Episode 21 of the Living the Catholic Faith podcast. My name is Deacon Steve. I'm a permanent deacon in the Diocese of Phoenix. One of the challenges our Lord Jesus gives us in living the Catholic faith is in loving and forgiving others, especially those who hurt us in some way. It is easy to forgive those we think deserve forgiveness, people who are sorry, or maybe people who did not hurt us deliberately. But to love and forgive those who hurt us, who may not be sorry, that is another matter entirely. And yet, that is what we are being called to do. It does not mean tolerating abuse. It does mean forgiving the abuser. So let us ask our Lord to give us the grace to help us love the unlovable and to forgive the unforgivable, not for the other, but for ourselves, so that we will be at peace so that we will be able to heal and grow in love and in faith. Our question this week is a challenging one. Here it is. I recently discovered that my husband has been cheating on me with a co-worker. He said the affair is over and has asked me to forgive him for cheating. I'm really struggling to forgive him. What can I do? <laughs> That's a tough question, but let's try to answer it, at least make an attempt. First, I think it's important to note that if you decide to forgive him, you're not giving him permission to be unfaithful. You're not accepting unacceptable behavior. I would suggest that you ask him to agree to couples therapy to discuss what happened that led to the infidelity and how to heal from it. As a disciple in Christ, we are called to forgive and offer mercy. Remember, Jesus said to Peter, forgive seven times 70, meaning almost infinitely. This means that by God's grace, you offer him forgiveness. But that does not mean that you tolerate his behavior, and even if he is unwilling or unable to change, that you continue to be in a relationship with him. It simply means that you forgive him as Christ forgives us our sins. Our meditation this week comes from Harrison Jennings, who writes, Lord, how often shall my brother sin against me and I forgive him? This is the question at the heart of the gospel. It comes at the beginning of the passage and frames the whole thing. The essence of the question is, what should the limit of my forgiveness be? For some of us, this question might seem silly in the sense of being a question we would not even think to ask. But I'd like to suggest that if this is the case, it is because we do not take forgiveness seriously enough. True forgiveness is not easy. True forgiveness is radical. 
True forgiveness always carries a cost, a heavy cost. We see this most of all on the cross. The cross is the cost that Christ paid for our forgiveness. And no cost could be greater or more taxing. When understood from this perspective, perhaps we could rephrase St. Peter's original question, Lord, what is the limit of the cost I should suffer for the sake of forgiveness? What cost is too much? And when we look at the cross, we see the bankruptcy of that question's logic. There is no cost greater than the cross. The price paid for our forgiveness, and hence no cost too great for us to bear in order to forgive others. What others might owe to us is nothing compared to what each of us owe to God, our Creator and King, who created us from nothing and gave us life, and against whom we have sinned. And as such, the cost we bear in forgiving others is nothing in relation to the price borne by God in forgiving us, which cost is paid ultimately by Christ on the cross. Thus, there can be no price is too much in forgiving others. In forgiving others, we see ourselves in them. We see our common humanity, our common brotherhood as sons and daughters of God. But when we fail to forgive others, when we refuse them mercy, we deny their humanity, their status as children of God. Even worse, we destroy our own humanity, failing to live up to the image of God in ourselves. We treat ourselves as if we are greater than God, for if God is new, not too high to offer us his mercy, how possibly could we? Our topic this week, unsurprisingly, is mercy. The word mercy comes from the Latin misericordia, which in turn comes from two words, miseria, meaning wretchedness, misery or affliction, and core, meaning heart. Thus, entomologically, mercy means a heart for the wretchedness or affliction of another or as we understand it in English, it means compassion or pity. Mercy is a beautiful virtue, and according to St. Thomas Aquinas, in itself, mercy takes precedence over all other virtues, for it belongs to mercy to be bountiful to others, and, what is more, to succor others in their wants, which pertains chiefly to one who stands above. Hence, mercy is accounted as being proper to God, and therein his omnipotence is revealed to the highest degree. The reason St. Thomas sees omnipotence or almighty power in God's mercy is undoubtedly that in this 
creation of the universe that God began, he began with nothing. Whereas in his mercy, he goes even further and begins with our sinfulness, which was offensive to him, reconciling us to himself by offering us his mercy and forgiveness of our sins. Mercy is given by God not because we deserve it, not even completely because we're sorry, but because God loves us that much. We only need to meet God partway, asking and begging his forgiveness, and he will pour out on us his mercy. Throughout the history of humanity, God has always been the one who is present, close, provident, holy, and merciful. Our gospel this week comes from Luke, chapter 6, verses 27 to 38. Jesus said to his disciples, To you who hear I say, Love your enemies, do good to those who hate you, bless those who curse you, pray for those who mistreat you. And the person who strikes you on one cheek, offer the other one as well. From the person who takes your cloak, do not withhold even your tunic. Give to everyone who asks of you. And from the one who takes what is yours, do not demand it back. Do to others as you would have them do to you. For if you love those who love you, what credit is that to you? Even sinners love those who love them. And if you do to those who do good to you, what credit is that to you? Even sinners do the same. You lend money to those from whom you expect repayment. What credit is that to you? Even sinners lend to sinners and get back the same amount. But rather, love your enemies and do good to them, and lend, expecting nothing back. Then your reward will be great, and you will be children of the Most High, for he himself is kind to the ungrateful and the wicked. Be merciful, just as your Father is merciful. Stop judging, and you will not be judged. Stop condemning, and you will not be condemned. Forgive, and you will be forgiven. Give, and gifts will be given to you. A good measure, packed together, shaken down and overflowing, will be poured into your lap. For the measure with which you measure will in, in return be measured out to you. Today we hear this incredible gospel from St. Luke. And in it, Je Jesus challenges us to truly live our faith by forgiving our enemies and living as people of mercy, not simply people of justice. Jesus even calls us to do good to those who hurt us. What a radical message! And yet this message, which may have alienated 
and probably did, many of his followers who were unwilling to follow it, that we are called as followers of Christ to give mercy to those who don't deserve it, as our Lord extends his mercy to us, even and especially when we don't deserve it. It means we do not judge others or think we are in any way superior. Now you may say, hey, deacon, I can't do this, or even, I don't want to do it. But for, if you are there, do this, please. Pray for the desire, the desire to have the grace to forgive and extend mercy. And if you already have the desire to do so, ask for God's grace to forgive and extend his mercy to others. And then pray, secondly, for the desire, ultimately, to be able to forgive yourself or others, and ultimately, to be merciful. Either way, let's go to our Lord and imitate him in his efforts to always forgive and to always extend God's mercy. Amen. Well, we've finished episode 21 of Living the Catholic Faith podcast. If you have any questions or topics you'd like discussed on the podcast, please email me at deaconstevew at gmail.com. Let us pray. Lord, help us to live our faith according to your will. Help us to forgive and to extend God's mercy upon ourselves and one another. Help us to be holy and to serve you above all else. Let us pray the prayer of St. Ignatius of Loyola. Take, Lord, and receive all my liberty, my memory, my understanding, and my entire will. All I have and call my own. You have given all to me. To you, Lord, I return it. Everything is yours. Do with it as you will. Give me only your love and grace. That is enough for me. Amen. And now, my brothers and sisters, please bow your heads to receive God's blessing. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord shine his face upon you and be gracious unto you. May the Lord lift up his countenance upon you and grant you peace. And may Almighty God bless you all, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. May you go forth to continue each day to be a people of love, forgiveness, and mercy as we strive by God's grace and his mercy in our efforts each day in living the Catholic faith.